This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Getting divorced sounds like a real nightmare, doesn't it, Jim? Oh, boy. Yes. Dr. Dre is getting a divorce. He and his uh, wife of 24 years, Nicole Young, are splitting. And TMZ is reporting that uh, Dr. Dre's estranged wife is asking for $2 million in spousal support. Hmm. That's $2 million a month. Shut your mouth. (laughs) Two million a month. Hey, whatever. Dr. Dre's worth a lot of money. I don't know how accurate these things are, but uh, according to Forbes magazine, he's worth over $800 million. Oh, I thought he was a billionaire. Well, he's close. He probably is, right? He's probably a billionaire. So, you know, he can afford it. But it's just a crazy amount of money. And the way that uh, Dr. Dre's soon-to-be ex is justifying $2 million a month is hilarious. She says that she needs $10,000 a month for laundry and cleaning. What? It's a lot of quarters for the laundromat. (laughs) How tough are your delicates to wash? Well, she she doesn't want to ruin her clothes because she needs $135,000 a month to spend on clothing. So she has some pretty what? nice stuff in the closet. Uh, $135,000 a month on clothes. If you're spending that much on clothes, you're not washing clothes. You are you are throwing them out and then buying new clothes. I want to go to the uh, Goodwill or Salvation Army store near Dr. Dre's house. Because <laughs> there's no way she's keeping everything, right? Yeah, exactly. Is she donating some of this stuff? I get your hands on some very nice clothing secondhand. Education, I don't know if this is for her or the kids, but tuition and living expenses for education, $60,000 a month. What school costs that much? <laughs> None, it doesn't cost that much to go to Harvard. What school costs that much? The question is... Why are you spending double that on your clothing? (laughs) Yeah, really. What's more important? Entertainment. $900,000 a month. Do you have a private concert with Beyonce every month? How? What? (laughs) Just imagine how entertained, Jim. It would probably be the last month of your life. But if you had $900,000 to spend (laughs) to entertain yourself in a month... I would you'd, die. You'd be getting into trouble, yeah. Th- that's and it would be if you spend that much on entertainment. After a few months, you'd be like one of those rich princes who no longer enjoys anything. Like the next, you know, somebody comes in to sing next. Not right. interested. This is crazy. Charitable contributions. Doctor Dre's uh, soon-to-be ex-wife says she needs uh, one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars a month to make charitable contributions. You're doing that one for the tax receipt, obviously. <laughs> Mortgage, $100,000 a month for mortgage payments. And telephone, cell phone, and email, $20,000 a month. That one makes the least sense to me. Like, how do you... That's impossible to spend that much. Emails are free. I, I agree. I think she needs to call the cell phone provider and threaten to <laughs> threaten to leave. That's what I do once a year, right? Yeah, yeah. And if you say, put me through to customer retention, then you get the good deals. Yeah. Also say, do you know who my husband is? <laughs> okay, we'll only charge you $15,000 <laughs> a month for your cell phone. Does email cost money? <laughs> no. Get a Hotmail account, lady. <laughs> The wormhole here, the rabbit hole into Dr. Dre getting divorced. (laughs) 
His uh, soon-to-be ex-wife is asking for about $2.5 million U.S. per month in spousal support, which is crazy. That's just a crazy amount of money. I'm not saying she doesn't deserve it. I, I don't know uh, much about the relationship between the two of them over the past 24 years, but it's just a wild amount of money. Yeah, it's hard to get people on your side as the as her as her or as the wife is trying to get that much money. It's like it's hard to feel sympathetic for her when two million is the payout. I know. Uh, Dr. Dre apparently had a prenup drawn up before they got married, though, Jim. Yeah, uh, allegedly they have a prenup. Uh, apparently, it's it's a gray area. It's a weird story. Trying to figure out if there is a prenup, if there isn't a prenup. Apparently. Uh, Dre got her to sign a prenup before they got married, uh, and then she claims two years into the marriage, uh, this is a quote, Dre acknowledged to me that he felt ashamed he had pressured me into signing a premarital agreement, and he tore up multiple copies of the agreement in front of me. Since the day he tore up the agreements, we both understood there was no premarital agreement, and therefore it was null and void. (laughs) He tore up multiple copies of the agreement. Did he tear up all of the copies <laughs> of the agreement. I, I can't even believe he tore up any of them. He's the most business savvy yeah, hip hop guy ever. Th- that's a relationship move. You know, he wanted her to feel comfortable. Uh, but I, I would highly suspect that his lawyer still had a copy of that prenup. There's got to be a digital one somewhere. Yeah, he's got a thumb drive. <laughs> <laughs> Can't tear that. That he tucked away in, the, in his, his desk drawer in the office. <laughs> That's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the law is on that. Uh, I think it's different in the United States compared to Canada. I also think it's different when you're a billionaire. When you got that kind of money, I think your lawyer is going to draw up a, an agreement like that and make it pretty rock solid. Yeah, unterrible. <laughs> He tore up two copies. Well, he made 700 of them. (laughs) They're in his liner notes of his last album. Yesterday, scrolling through my uh, my Instagram account, I panicked a little bit because I saw some of my friends were sending their kids off to school. And I thought, hold on a second. I thought... I thought school was pushed back. I didn't think they went to school today. But it turns out they were my rich friends who uh, (laughs) send their kids to private school. Hmm. So they got a little head start on everybody. I didn't see any school pictures yesterday. I guess all my friends are poor. Yeah, get some rich friends, Jim. <laughs> How much does it cost to send a kid to private school? I have, I honestly have no idea. Yeah, me neither. Huh. Uh, I didn't even think of it as an option yeah. for our kid. <laughs> the reason I'm excited for him to go to school is because I don't have to pay for him to go to daycare anymore. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, 10 grand? I don't know. I would say, yeah. Do you send your kid to 20 grand a year? You send your kid to private school, how much does that run you? It would depend, I guess, on the institution, For right? For sure. I would assume, like, at least 20 grand a year. Yeah. I don't know. But it, what's the point in sending your kid to the low-end private school? <laughs> might as well go to gross public school. Yeah, you might as well, sl- if you're going to slum it anyways, <laughs> send them to public school. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Hey, what's going on today, guys? Not much. You, uh, you have kids in private school? No, absolutely not. I can't afford that. Okay, do you know how much it costs? Um, I do have some friends that send that go to a private school there. I think they're around eight or ten grand for but the year or per semester. Uh, for the year. Hmm. But, yeah. but then it, but then it gets. 
cheaper if you add more kids, right? So it's not like it would Oh, be, really? You, so you get a deal if you put three or so, four kids so, in there. A little bit of a deal, yeah. Oh, so, by the time so, the Kelly family was all through, it would have been down to like six bucks a semester. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. <laughs> what do you got, yeah. five siblings, Jim? Yeah, six kids. Yeah, that would have been... should My kids went to school yesterday. Did they go to school? Where Where are you living? Uh, we're uh, we're in London. Uh, my kids are at the uh, the public side of the French first language. Okay, so the French so, the French first language school started yesterday as well. The public one did for sure. I'm not sure about the separate one. And how are but, you feeling? Do you feel like uh, they're going to get shut down again in twelve weeks when uh, that, COVID comes through the schools? Kinda, we're we're bracing ourselves for that, but. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the TVDSB came out with the, their delayed start there, and yeah. I mean, everyone else kind of follows suit, right? Would you feel safer if your kid was in private school? Like, COVID's not going to discriminate, no, right? I don't, no. It could happen anywhere, yeah. And I know my, my two of my sisters are teachers, and I was talking to them on the weekend about the protocols that they have to go through, and they really... You know they gotta they gotta keep it clean. They gotta wear the masks. They're gonna do what they can, and I don't think there's anything much more than what they're gonna be doing yeah. at the public schools happening in the private schools. Yeah, I yeah I, I can't. It's like you said, right? It doesn't discir- discriminate. Yeah, just less population classes, density, right? I would say. Less kids, yeah. probably. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm. It surprisingly went fairly well. Right. With with the whole drop off and and pick up thing. Um it, yeah, I don't know. I the the kids were super excited to go. How emotional is it dropping your kid off at school for the first time? Because my son Grayson, he's he's turning 4 and he's going to junior kindergarten uh on Monday. My wife he starts. was a mess. Yeah. My wife was a mess <laughs> for all three of ours. Um uh, except for yesterday. I mean, yesterday she was a little bit emo- emotional, but at the same time it was just like Bye. See you later. Yeah. He's had the longest March break ever. Good <laughs> riddance. You've been at exactly. home for eight I, months. Get the <laughs> hell out of here. I think my wife had calculated it was like 179 days oh or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So 25 weeks. So basically, you know, one week short of half a year. Do you think I'll cry, Jim, sending Grayson to school? So. I think Tad, you're, Taz, you're a big softy. Why don't I do the show on Monday? I'll do the show from home because I still have all the equipment at home from uh, our our isolation period. Yeah, and then I'll I'll get in the car and I'll I'll take him to school and we can do it live on the air and we'll see how emotional I get. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Sound good? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we'll drop my kid off at at public school for the first time Monday on the show. What was your name? Uh, Eric. Eric, enjoy the break from your children, however long it lasts. I'm at work, so it don't make a difference to me, but my wife enjoyed it, that's for sure. (laughs) And we've got a call here. Go ahead, you're on the air. I wanted to see if you guys could send out a Prudos to some people, I guess. Who? Uh, So I was actually in St. Mary's at the Tim Hortons, and I ordered my coffee, and they have those red dots, right, for people with social distance? Yep. God forbid I wasn't standing on one of those red dots, and I had some person who must have thought they were the COVID police. And he looked at me dead in the face, and these were his words. He says, buddy, how hard is it? Stand on the dot. And I was kind of blown away because you couldn't have asked a little nicer or something like that, eh? Were you still keeping your distance from the other people in the Tim Hortons? Absolutely. I I had my mask on. I sanitized before I came in. I kept my distance from him and the people serving my coffee until I needed to get it. 
Uh huh. I couldn't. I could not believe how he felt entitled to say something to somebody, especially in that tone. Like I was kind of blown away. It'd be one thing to say, "Hey, bud, do you mind using what they put down?" or you mind, you know, but it was just, it was straight up. Well, if you, if you were uh, far away from the other people, if you were staying the, uh, the two meters, absolutely. then I don't know if the sticker even matters. You look at the, they have the little footprints on the stickers. The feet are too small. It's not like you're supposed to actually put your feet where those little tiny feet are. It's just a suggestion, a reminder. Well, exactly. And he was, just, he was kind of adamant that I have to stay out of the circle. And I'm like, I'm away from you. I'm away from everybody else. Like, it was just ridiculous, man. He just felt like he was so righteous, and it really annoyed me. You should have paid for his coffee. Kill him I with told, kindness. I told him to have a great day on the way out the door, so that helped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get right in, right in his face when you said it? No, no, no. I stayed my distance away, but I just I told the lady, have a good day after you get my coffee, and I made sure to give him a celebratory wave as well. Nice. So yeah, but that's my. I just wanted to give a kudos to people who think that they are they are the people who need to enforce these laws because they are not. Kudos. There you go. If you do something good, we give you a kudos. You do something not so good, we give you a kudos. To people who are taking it a little a little too far with the dots on the ground. People love telling people what to do. Yeah. When they, especially like he said, when they feel righteous about it. Uh huh. Ugh. Worst. <laughs> you know what I almost did yesterday. I'm not proud of this, but I'll share the story because <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the only one. I was getting after the show, I was getting into the elevator here at work and some guy started running towards the elevator. He said, hold the elevator. And I was like, oh, do I really want this guy in the elevator with me? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, but I, w- I had my finger on the button. Oh. I was going to close the elevator on the guy. That's, that is such a rude move, but it's, I could almost understand it now. Yeah. That's like an episode of Seinfeld. I think he does that. Yeah, but, that's right. Yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't even run to try to get in an elevator with somebody right now, and I'm not even a big COVID guy. I I'm know. Just like, I'll give them the space. I, I almost closed the elevator, but I let him in. <laughs> it just reminded me of it because in our elevators here at work, <laughs> there's two of those dots on the floor yeah. in the elevator. On opposite corners. <laughs> opposite corners, as if standing that distance apart when you're in an enclosed little box with somebody is going to make that much of a difference. I would say those footprints are closer than I usually stand. I will put my back against the wall <laughs> if there's know. another person in that elevator. And the guy, the guy that I held the elevator for... He didn't stand on the dot. Oh. I wanted to say something about that, too, but I didn't because I don't want people calling calling into the show and complaining about me being the dot police. Yeah. And we're all doing our best. <laughs> Foo Fighters learning to walk again. We'll send that one out to the uh, Brampton man who uh, was found to have been driving with a suspended license since 1984. <laughs> 36 years he got away with it wow. until he got pulled over in Brampton on Saturday afternoon. I I don't know how you could do that. I have anxiety when my sticker's not updated driving yeah. around. He was driving around in his Hyundai, uh, unauthorized license plates, and a suspended license. The license was suspended in 1984. <laughs> Think about it. I have a feeling he's going to be walking everywhere. Yeah, he well, doesn't need the license. Maybe not. <laughs> you know? Right, it's um, not going to stop him. Obviously, it didn't stick last time they told him that he couldn't drive. <laughs> Another crazy story about uh, the roads out there. What is going on with kids on the QEW? 
had the story a couple weeks ago about the, the young kid riding his bike along the shoulder of the QEW. And now we are hearing about a 12-year-old boy who took his family's SUV for a joyride down the QEW. That's crazy. I know. Like maybe a back road I could understand. The QEW? 12 years old, Toronto uh, cops teamed up with the OPP to get the vehicle off the road. It was around 3.05 a.m. Whoa! No lights on. That's how they knew that something was up there. And then when they pulled up to the vehicle, very young-looking driver with the seat pushed all the way forward. <laughs> At least he knew how to do that. <laughs> wearing, uh, wearing platform shoes so he could reach the pedals. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, sitting on a dictionary. Uh, so the boy's father was brought to the scene, oh. and the two of them were questioned before they were allowed to go home. If I ever get that call as, as a father... I'm going to make sure my son regrets it. Yeah. If you think uh, as a kid driving on the QEW by yourself is scary, imagine driving back with dad. <laughs> no thanks. Yeah. Uh, 12-year-old boy. He's safe and sound. Well, he was before they get <laughs> handed him over to dad. Hey, Jim, would you uh, be interested in this service? There's a woman in Australia who is now charging $37 to, uh, to rate your junk. I'm pretty aware of what I'm working with. $37? Yeah, and, and if you give her $57, she'll lie to you. Yeah, yeah. Bump it up a couple numbers there to 10. I feel like you could just post it on the internet and people will do that for free. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the feedback you'll get if you just post a picture of your junk on uh, on your Facebook page, I'm sure, is a lot more reliable, a lot more yeah. honest. yeah. And this woman, her name uh, is Lainey Pavlovich. She lives in Queensland, Australia. She's a sex instructor and life coach, and she's launched a service where you can send her pictures of your junk, and she will uh, rate what you've got and give you honest feedback. That's what she says. I mean, how do you not know? (laughs) Like, have you never showered with the boys? You never dated anybody? You never, are you still a virgin? How would you not know what's going on? I also enjoy this. She'll include tips for improving the look. <laughs> you know, hairdressing techniques. Have you thought about sideburns? <laughs> Can really be an optical illusion. Give you that length you're looking for. I think you'd look good with a goatee. <laughs> really, really de-ages you. <laughs> what could you do to improve the look? Lightning bolt. <laughs> sure. Um... Yeah, shave a design in there. The Nike yeah. swoosh. Oh, to look athletic. Just yeah. do it. Maybe moisturizer. Mm-hmm. It's looking a little dry. <laughs> she also will suggest good sexual positions that would uh, that would suit your uh, your package best. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, thirty-seven bucks. That's not, and that's Australian bucks. <laughs> Everything's expensive. That there. might be American. That might be the um. American. Uh, so it could cost you <laughs> There's into nobody, the $40 range. It, it sounds like anybody who's paying for that is just a, a perv who, like, you know, enjoys women seeing the... Like, like a guy who randomly goes on uh, chat sites or whatever and, and gives people pictures he doesn't want. He's sending it to her not to get a review. There's no way. Just to know that this woman has seen his, his pee-pee. Semi against her will. I mean, I know she's getting paid for it, but... Yeah, I think it's like a fetish. Mm, I doubt they're going to send a picture of of a semi. 
True. Everybody's going to be dishonest in these photos. <laughs> yeah. You get the angles down. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, the jump f- around for a bit. The fisheye lens. <laughs> the wide angle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She is, uh, she's willing to rate your junk for $37. <laughs> Taz and Jim, there's some fuel for you on a Wednesday morning. Greg says, hell yeah, boys. Keep that in the rotation. I forgot all about that song. It's a beauty. (laughs) It is a great jam. And it wasn't 90s. It came out in the year 2000, so it just missed the 90s. There Mm. you go. That stuff still is the 90s, kind of. No, it's not. It's it's 2000. Anything that came out when I was in grade school... Is the 90s to me. No. I, I, gradua- I graduated and went to high school in 2002, so it's still the 90s. No, Jim, that's not how it works. You did not go to high school in the 90s. Mm. In 2000, that song came out. You said you, the the chorus, you, you always had trouble understanding what they're singing in the chorus? Yeah, I had no idea. All I heard was, bleed, blah, bleed down in my hand. Because leave love bleeding in my hands makes no sense to me uh, when I was a kid, especially. I, 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 I'm terrible at hearing lyrics in the first place, but yeah, I thought he was literally saying, blee blah bleeding in my hands. <laughs> I love it, man. I love the... Uh, nobody knows all the words to every song. So sometimes when you're singing along in the car... You just have the go-to, like, blee blah bleeding in my hands. <laughs> it sounded so normal. <laughs> but you sing it at the top of your lungs, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I can only imagine. <laughs> I used to do that. I, the number of people yeah. singing the wrong lyrics out there on a daily basis. <laughs> in the 90s especially, there's a lot of grunge voices that were kind of hard. You know, Eddie Vedder, for example, is, just, you know, a great singer, but hard to tell what the heck they're saying. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Ble- you were pretty sure though it wasn't the words weren't actually blee blah bleeding well like to me it was like a stutter like baby you ain't seen nothing yet like that's what it was to me it was like a stutter start like blee blah bleeding blee blah bleeding now I cannot hear it you've just we were talking about how great that song is and you've just ruined it for me yeah well welcome to my world <laughs> phones are ringing hey it's Taz and Jim what's going on is it Taz it is yeah Hey, am I the only guy that realizes that was Jim singing that song? <laughs> you think the fuel guy sounds like Jim? I think so. That was me doing my Scott Stapp impression, <laughs> singing fuel. <laughs> That's another song you could probably sing without uh, opening your mouth. Try it, Jim. The fuel? Yeah. I'm standing down a window. What did you expect to find? What is going to lay behind? Home to the tears and cries. Home and home and home and hands are crying. Nailed it. You gotta do the bleed blah bleeding part. Bleed blah bleeding on my hand. There you go. I think it was Jim singing that song. Gotcha. Came out in the year 2000. I can't believe you recorded that tune when you were in grade <laughs> seven, Jim. Didn't do much after that, yeah. but I was a bit of a prodigy. Speaking of the ganja, his stories, <laughs> I feel I, I feel bad even though they're criminals because this is just, uh... okay, two guys driving down the 401 near Dorchester yep. this week. Yep. Okay. In the car, they've got uh, over $800,000 worth of dried marijuana and they have around $130,000 in Canadian cash. 
cruising along. Lights go on in the rear view. They get pulled over for using their cell phone while driving. How stupid. I'm not trying to enable criminals to get it. But, uh, by the way, weed's legal. I don't know who, who what's going on that they need to transport it, but well, it's always they, they were they were it was all packaged yeah. and dried like it, yeah. they were up to something for sure. They for have sure. all that cash in the car. They they clearly were using the marijuana. It wasn't for personal use. It's the black market. If it was heroin or fentanyl, I would not feel bad for them at all. But um, <laughs> it's it's. It's always like the little things that get you busted, like a burnt-out headlight. Just imagine, as that cop comes walking up to the car, how much you would be sweating. <laughs> like, that moment where you're like, okay, yeah. the two of them, just be calm, man, be calm. We'll talk our way out of this. They Don't worry. It. They're vacuum-sealed. Yeah, they were vacuum-sealed. But I think even so, you'd still be able to smell it. Yeah. Because the police went on to investigate the, the vehicle and found all the marijuana and the cash. Okay, as the guy sitting in shotgun, how mad would you be at the at the driver for getting on the phone? I know. Or if he was speeding or whatever it is to get some pulled over. Like... Well, and if this isn't their operation, if it wasn't their cash, yeah. if it wasn't their marijuana, and they were just, uh, you know... Um, Calling the wifey? Hired help. Yeah. Imagine the boss, how mad the boss is. Yeah. Because that's his money. <laughs> yeah. And you, you on the cell phone are now responsible for him losing all his product and all that cash. It's The cops, they charge him for all these drug charges. I hope they charge him for a driving a vehicle with a phone <laughs> as well. Just like a, a $500 fine on ticket? top of the $50,000 stuff they already have to deal with. Okay, so 42-year-old Toronto man and a 35-year-old beaten Ontario man, both charged with possession of proceeds of property obtained by crime over $5,000 under the criminal code and possession for the purpose of distributing under the Cannabis Act. It doesn't say anything about them getting the ticket for distracted driving. Ah, they got away with one. (laughs) I'm sure they don't see it that way. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.